And I feel like you guys have thoughts about the mystery and the um, absolutely. There was definitely so the the time that I saw you guys live was not a very typical time. It was when you were playing that uh, Velvet Underground cover show, or maybe you've done a couple. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, um, you could, yeah. oh the one the Hook and Yeah, the Hook and oh, yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and I remember you, Alan. Like I I wrote it down somewhere, and I went looking for it, but I couldn't find it. So I can't remember exactly what it was you said, but you're talking about what an experience it was to play these songs and to have these other the, like muse move through you and, and how everyone should try things like this. And then Mimi, you were like, and yeah, we can, uh, we can get into the next song now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm always moving, moving it along. Yeah. It could veer off to who knows where she's, she's, she is sometimes my handler. I'm the practical uh, side of it. Yeah. Well, it felt, it was very like, uh, the sort of high low my my idea of the mystery I was like this is it right here it's these two things combined <laughs> these two are for you to Welcome to This Is Your Afterlife conversations with artists and activists about death and life my name is Dave Marr I am a Chicago comedian who survived a coma and won't shut up about it. And I am the host, here asking definite answers to unanswerable questions of my guests, which this episode is fucking low. The band Low. If you know Low, you know what a big get this is for me, for us. If you don't, um, you're in for a treat. Low is a band that has been around for... I mean, since since the 90s, at least, uh, several decades at this point, Alan Sparhawk and Mimi Parker are a married couple. They are a family, uh, and they are the driving forces of the band Low, who released an incredible album very recently called Hey What? Can't recommend that record enough. The previous one, Double Negative, is also really good. They they basically pioneered, I mean, talking about music is so, it gets really pretentious, but I'm just going to lean into it. They pioneered, along with a few other bands, this slow core sound, um, which is, you know, like kind of challenging the orthodoxy of punk and other independent music by just slowing things way down, testing people's patience repeating lyrics, um, lots of space in between notes. And it's been very interesting to see them evolve and have records that are kind of like 90s alt-rocky in a way. Um, and, and now it's almost like they've replaced that silence with noise. And their last two records have been these noisy, broken uh, experimental things and they rule low rules. So yeah, I'm, I'm very, very excited for you to hear this conversation. They're also Mormons. They're members of the church of Latter-day Saints. A lot of interviews focus on that, you know, obviously the one on the podcast about death and the afterlife focuses on that a little bit, but I tried not to, you know, I'm not here to ask everything about the fucking theology of LDS. Like Alan and Mimi clearly have their own perspectives on the world. And that's what I was more interested in delving into. 
I make this podcast because I currently have the resources of time and money in order to do so. I can't guarantee that that will always be the case, but I would love for it to be. And one of the ways you can help ensure that it is, I also currently do it without ads. Um, I would love to keep doing that. You can make sure that that is the case by going to patreon.com slash Dave Marr and becoming a, a cloud, a, a patron of the show. Yeah, I haven't figured out what clouds are. I think this clouds thing might be done. But but anyway, you can become a patron of the show. You can get the extended episodes of each show, which with Mimi and Alan includes some kind of discussion of creative pursuits, um, creative career um, that I think was really fascinating. And I think you would love to hear it if you enjoy this episode. There are also bonus clips. I do these animal spirit readings that Alan and Mimi jokingly referred to as witchcraft. You get those bonus clips if you sign up on the Patreon. And you can get a shout out as one of my Pigeon Level patrons. Those current patrons are Fred Fidawa, Susie Carroll, Katie Llewellyn, and Kurt Chang. Very grateful to them. And finally, another big thing you can get uh, if you join the Patreon at any level is a playlist. I create themed playlists, uh, usually around once a month, and send those out to patrons. A special thing I'm doing for this episode is making available to everyone a playlist of my favorite low songs. So I imagine there's some people who are already low fans. You know what you like. Good on you. Thanks for joining us. However, there might be some people who are fans of the podcast who don't know Low. Well, I've made a, a, po- a playlist for you, so you can click on that link in the show notes and enjoy it. It is a Spotify link. If you're an Apple Music person, feel free to email me at thisisdavemar at gmail, and I will make you an Apple link for that. You can also help the show by rating it and reviewing it on iTunes, Also, you can just tell one friend. So those are ways that you can keep this show going. I love doing it. I'm I'm so glad that this thing can evolve to the point where we can have fucking low on the podcast. So that's what I've got to say. Thank you so much for listening. And here is a low. I grab your whip and take it back to Shatown. When I'm in Shatown, I treat it like I would love for you each to paint your hell. Like a personal customized to you hell. Oh wow. Um I would I would take a cue from um like some of the sci-fi show like black mirror like this episode the star trek episode you seen you ever watched black mirror yes yes okay well the star trekking type episode where it's been a while since i've seen it but i remember the ending is where basically they got they put this guy in kind of like this never ending Stuck, stuck, he's in, stuck, stuck somewhere. in this world. Yeah, that he he's stuck in this world that he created. Yeah, and, and no, but he stuff. can never get out of it, and he can't ever communicate with anybody. <laughs> and basically, I think he just probably goes insane. Would there be other characters in it like that? No, not no. That, no that's what make it hell. Would make it hell is that you were only alone in your own thoughts for eternity. There was nobody. <laughs> ever. Basically, like isolation in 
prison, you know. Nobody left to manipulate or blame anymore yeah. or even. Yeah, so say you've, you've done a lot of you've done a lot of crappy things to get to hell already. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> so chances are you've got a lot of things that you're probably going to feel bad about, and you know you should anyway. Or at least you miss them at first. Yeah, you maybe like, didn't oh, know, no. but they will come oh, to your. I was so addicted to manipulating other people. <laughs> reali- yeah, they'll come to your realization when you're floating in this. Floating in nothing. In nothingness, or yeah. So that would be that would be how that's gonna hell. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, mine's probably similar. Just not of eternity being faced, knowing that I don't know, knowing that you could have made some better choices. You know, there's I don't know. I assume everybody's like this. That, you know, there's little pangs of memories that comes back every once in a while, and you remember that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we were maybe a little bit mean to that kid who was who was maybe physically. <laughs> And some handicap. Uh, you know, when you're a kid, you know, when you're a kid, yeah. You know, oh yeah, I was kind of mean to that person, or maybe I recoiled when they were handing out stuff at lunch or something. I, I, you know, just little things like that. Just, or just, just yeah, just being, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I mean but and you would think I'm about those some, things. Well, I think, yeah, I guess I guess I'm when I think of like, oh moments. man, you know, well, I guess you just think of like what are the worst moments of your own life and just moments where you remember, like, oh yeah, that was something horrible that I'm sure traumatize that person a little bit and there's nothing I can do now or say to make up for that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and yeah. So I think that's, I'd imagine someone who's really has done that a lot. Not only would it be a shock to suddenly be in a place where they no longer can do that to people, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and realizing how much they depended on that and, or just, just constant reflection on the things that like, mm-hmm. well, you could have, or, you know, I don't know. To me, the whole, yeah, hell's, it's, it's a little bit more pliable. I don't know that it's, it's much, there's a little bit of sort of the Mormon twist in there and sort of the, like, you, you create your own hell, you know? Mm-hmm. And, it, and I don't know that it's necessarily going to be play a place as in a state of mind and, or sort of a reality, you know, you're going to be rough, you know, if, if the idea of heaven or an afterlife is all, us all together again, and all of us looking back on, wow, that was wild, huh? Remember that time that such and such had, wow, that was crazy. I'm surprised we didn't get killed, you know, or, oh, remember so-and-so, hey, they turned out to do this and this and this. And, you know, there's going to be, you're going to be walking around, you're going to be bumping into people like, oh yeah, I said something really stupid and short mind mm-hmm. to that person. And as much as I know they forgot, they forgive me in this place, mm-hmm. I still, there's still something there, you know, and, and no matter, you know, if you believe in sort of redemption or, or forgiveness of these things. I, th- I really do think that there's something that still is there, whether it's just a reminder or just it's, it's a reality. You're, it's part of, it was part of your life. You're going to remember it. And in many ways that will be hell. And in some ways we'll, we'll all be in hell, <laughs> but also in, mm-hmm. in, in a place of acceptance and forgiveness, which, which will be, which will be odd. I think. Yeah. That experience of redemption is weird, especially when you give it to yourself to, to like do the work around, you make amends to someone, you say, okay, I've addressed this in the past, it's over. But it feels like, I mean, they creep back, for me at least. And it feels like you Absolutely. have to every day kind of go, nope, we, we dealt with this one. We, we, we asked forgiveness or we gave forgiveness and we're done. Yeah. But it's like a vestigial guilt or something like Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, it, you know, I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's maybe... Maybe maybe it's good to have those things. Maybe it's it, it, 
catches us every once in a while when we're getting careless and reminds us like, oh yeah, oh yeah, I remember I better be. I'm gonna be a little more careful and think twice before I say something or do something. You know? Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully it's <laughs> I assume it must be it must be a productive thing. Yeah, that's that's when <laughs> hopefully that's, that's hopefully it's not just like a glitch we're yeah. saddled with. It's like is that just is that just negative guilt or is that actually productive? You know, I don't know. What do you hope happens when you die? Um, I don't know. I, I think when I was younger, I hoped. <laughs> and of course, as you grow older, you realize like, oh, wow, I'm, you know, it's not about hope. It's, it's about what you're doing right now. You know, <laughs> and, 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 uh, you know, and then of course, the longer, older you get, the more you realize that you don't have control over that. Now, wow. It turns out all the things that I have control over, I actually didn't really do a very good job. And, you know, and okay, now what? And, and so, yeah, I think the hope of like, oh man, I hope it's, I hope it's great. You know, I hope I get a big mansion or a big something or other. You know, um, I, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm at this point where I, I don't know. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable taking any, any, uh, any uh, reward, any reward, or any, 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 well. any hope, or, or or like, or any any solace even. I, I don't that's know. pretty bleak. <laughs> I yeah, I, I mean, don't know. I think the... as long as the world exists, as long I don't know, I, as long as there's people suffering, I feel like I don't. I don't know. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever been able to really surrender. Like whew. he's just asking, you know, what you're hoping for. He's not. Asking I know, for but that's a, <laughs> hope. I mean, like, what do you what do you hope? What do you hope happens at the end of this of life? I mean, that that's essentially the well. That, that, hope, that creeps into everything. You know? I have some thoughts that. Or not so realistic, maybe. I mean, because I, 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 well, I, I hope, hope for things, way. you know, whether, you know, obviously whether they're going to happen or not, who knows. But I hope that there will be justice. Yeah. And that's, that's based pretty much the only thing, the only reason why I would really want there to be an afterlife, that there will be justice for acts and deeds that were perpetrated or justice for this, people who suffered. You know? Or justice for people who suffered. People that suffered them. I want them to get mansions. <laughs> and I want okay. them to have, you know, everything that they did not have for what, you know, that they were denied for, for just ridiculous reasons, you know. And I want the people that did, that perpetrated those things to, to really know and be aware fully, yeah, fully, fully realize aware. the suffering that they cause the suffering and, that they cause for their greed and for whatever so that's what i hope for i mean i think well i also you know, yeah I, I hope that people that suffer will get the opportunity to forgive the per- people who hurt them sure and by forgive i mean i mean fully like face them and both both the i mean the person the person who causes suffering I mean, you know part of the forgiveness is that the, the per- person you know like you said that person who causes suffering mm-hmm. needs to fully fully see and absorb what what has been done and then that moment well, in that, that moment whether they're, the they're forgi- forgiven or not i don't care mm. i mean for the person i think that's I gonna think be the best for, part though. for that person to be fully you know 
actualized and whatnot, they probably will forgive them because we're, I feel, you know, we're, maybe we're all going to get up there and we're going to realize what kind of crap, what kind of hellhole we were all basically in. subjected to. You know, I mean, the, I mean a lot of forget. Yeah, I mean, like I, they, I understand now why you were such an angry person. I understand right. why you ended up being an abusive father. Or right. you, I remember, I understand now why, why you were so angry or this and that. It's like you know, but, you know yeah, I, I or think, why you so you know. I understand why what motivated you, and maybe you do too. And or I, you'll, yeah, yeah, you'll, or under, you'll understand. Yeah, sorry, so you'll understand why you were that yeah, way. Like, so oh, justice, I understand why I thought of you as less of a person you know i, I don't know it's just it's, yeah. it's the realizing that I, I don't i don't i think when the truth when the truth descends so heavily upon us it'll be impossible to not forgive you everyone yeah at, i would think at, so too at the, at the moment yeah and i think there will be something really beautiful and empowering the power of someone who has suffered truly forgiving someone else mm-hmm. i mean i think that's i mean I don't know. I mean, you, you can't tell someone who's suffering that. Well, oh, well, that'd be great. You can get to forgive people. You know, it's not, <laughs> it's not maybe where their their mind where is, and you can't yeah. blame them. You can't blame them. But um, I think in the in the end, I think it'll be you know, the ability to forgive people who who have hurt us. I think mm-hmm. will be a really beautiful and really a really quickening experience, and and I think it will happen a lot quicker. <laughs> when we cross over that line and then we mm-hmm. think, you know, I think because we will be so feel so accepted and forgiven ourselves, it will just, it will be impossible to not also forgive. Where does the idea of punishment come in here? Cause I'm hearing a couple of different things. I feel like Mimi, I'm hearing a little bit of a, like, let them rot. Like if they, you know, <laughs> if they get there, <laughs> like, like who, like we're not even worried about those or is it just the hell of your own making? Is that, is that how punitive are we? Yeah. Are I, I, I'm not really buying into the, the fire and brimstone type of thing. I don't, sure. I don't. Yeah. The punishment is not going to be physical. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be physical. It's going to be mental. And yeah, you know, the way Alan put, you know, the way Alan kind of put it, ultimately, yes, I would like them to to be aware of their misdeeds and their, but, you know, ultimately to maybe fully realize realize it and then to to overcome that and realize why, you know, I mean, I think we're going to have a lot of things that are just, you know, we're going to be able to figure out exactly why we did what we did yeah you know we were slaves to our subconscious or slaves to our histories to slaves our to capitalism yeah we were like we growing been, up with we, fears that are yeah fears that are instilled upon us by our parents you know um there are just so many things that people are walking around today with blindfolds on they don't know why they do what they do i don't know i just hate that guy you know well yeah so there'll be an awareness of that and yeah, it'll the the pain and suffering will be coming to terms with that. <laughs> so, know? how much certainty wow. is there? Not that you not that you can put like a percentage on it, but right. I feel like we shifted from talking about future tense to this kind of like, and there will be this, and there will be that, and when this happens, how, and and maybe it's dependent on the given day. I know that, uh, like one of my fa- I don't know if you know him, but Frederick Beekner. Uh, is one of my favorite 
uh, writers, and he was like a novelist, but also a Presbyterian, like Union Seminary trained right. minister. And he talks about reading the newspaper every morning before you decide if you believe your beliefs, and just like oh. today, can I be- like how and uh, you know, can I believe today? And maybe sometimes the answer is no. Uh, if it's if it's slightly more often yes, then you know that's why I'm a believer or whatever it is yeah. that he says. And uh, so I'm not expecting like a, a a a total, you know, unchangeable answer. But is there is there a certainty in this uh, this talk, this feeling right now? Well, I don't know. It was interesting while while we were saying that. I was while we were talking about it. I was kind of noticing like, wow. I mean, this sounds so good mm-hmm. to the mind, and it's so you know, it's so it it's 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 a fantastical way to kind of make sense of of an imperfect world, and you know, of course, we're we're drawn to the idea of ultimate justice. We're all, we're we're drawn to the idea that ultimately, you know, things will eventually be fine. I mean, we're we're constantly fighting nature for that. We're constantly our existence. We're always trying to fix things and get things to the where it'll be all right. You know. <clears throat> I, I, yeah, I don't know. I've never been a black and white person. It's this way. It's that, you know, I'm I'm living in perpetual grayness my whole life. And I would, I used to think, man, if I could just have like one One of those experiences, could I have a vision or something? Mm -hmm. I could like, yes, now I, and then I realized, well, I probably would never, even if I did get a vision, I would still hem and haw and probably live in this gray. So it's kind of a blessing in disguise that I've been able to do this without, you know. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't no, know. we don't know. You, you hope. You hope. Um, hope is hope can be problematic too. It crosses over into delusion sometimes, mm-hmm. and it can be a, a blinder to. to <laughs> I've heard, you know, I've heard some people that are pretty certain. They're pretty, you know, they're 100, but they're all in. God is gonna, you know, God's wrath will come down and he's gonna, you know, I'm gonna be raptured and this and that. And they are all in. Yeah. And um, I'm not <laughs> that, No, that growl says it all. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Yeah. And what a fun thing to be certain about, to be certain about the wrath. That's what, what I'm glad that that's what we're like for fun. Oh yeah. Yeah. Punishment is coming. I just know it. It's the only thing. Keeping, it's little, I think that's the thing. I think it people, might, people who are so bad, they might like, Oh man, uh, God's going to get those that. bad people. At least. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm going to get a reward. I'll be fine. Yeah. I mean, we're kind of like that too, but it's not, we're <laughs> a little different. <laughs> Yeah. We want there to be justice. Yeah, we, we like, want. Oh man, we those are gonna be. We want punishment. We just want. Yeah. Oh, they're gonna realize yeah, what they've well, done so well. And about yeah. whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I well, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know. You know. Well, I I grew I grew up in the LDS, you know, Mormon Church, and we still go. Um, and boy. There's a, there's a lot going on there. There's a lot, you know, as far as the faith, you know, you grow, you grow up in it. Of course, you know, someone could look at me and go, oh, you were indoctrinated into it. Of course, you know, the power of your parents bringing, you know, you went to there every week. I went there twice, you know, I went to that building twice a week, you know, through my whole childhood. So, so um, 
Yeah, they're a little like you know, and so so definitely there's aware. Okay, what you know, what is what is just stuff I'm just swallowed, or is this is this true, or is this you know? And there have been times where I felt like times in my life where I felt like I really engaged it and questioned it and put it to task and 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 really take taken the challenge, so to speak, from from the 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 doctrine itself in telling you that you, you're the one you know you you are responsible for finding your own you know testimony or your own faith um you know you can't pass that on to someone else you know and then i don't know you grow up in the church you see kind of a spectrum of there's people who are like just every word out of their mouth is i know this and i know that and blah 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 and they 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 have this meta and i think that has to do more with the personality of the person than necessarily they're like, Oh, well, this person just happens to just know everything. And the rest of us don't, um, you know, yeah. I, I think, I don't know. I've always been real leery of that. Been leery of any I feel of that. like that is just the, the ultimate othering, you know, like I know. And yeah. I am following the right path and, and you i'm know, in favor with god yeah, and you're so not that's, yeah that's, that's dangerous a, that's a tough one well it's like people know. with jobs too when you you know as you all know being in any sort of like uncertain creative career you look at peers or you look at you're at a party with people you feel like you don't belong with at all and they're talking about their stable stable you know right. academic or business careers as if they've got it all figured out and then at these various points, the rug pulls out under everyone. It's like, well, having a four hundred one k doesn't mean that you're you Very, know or you yeah. don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Have you thought about funeral planning? Any aspect of what you would want, not oh, yeah. want. People, oh, you do have something? <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember oh, yeah. telling them like years oh, ago. Gosh. Like, I remember saying, telling her, like, no procession, no yeah. line of cars. I don't know why. It's just like, <laughs> I don't want to see a line of cars. I don't want to be hindering carbon, anybody's day. No I don't want anybody to have to wait through a green light because there's a funeral procession going through from on my account. No. No, there will be no disruptions in traffic. Yeah, let me write this down. <laughs> write it down. I got no funeral procession. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Have you changed your mind on that? No, no, no still no funeral. No okay. funeral procession. I can't. What wasn't there? One other thing. There, there was, was one other thing. Me, I can't like, nobody singing or something, I don't know, something like that. Something <laughs> nobody saying anything good about me. Nobody. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think it might have been like yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, there should be the meeting is to only be five minutes long or something like that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so um, when you're gone have it be a, as quick of a disappearance as oh, possible quick, simple oh, pine oh. Box. i want a pine, pine box. box don't spend no, don't spend, spend money on any money and we might box. have to even build the box might have to build it. i have to, i may have to build my own build own coffin no <laughs> build own coffin is build quite a coffin. yes i mean that's a record title so it, yeah. <laughs> so it can only be, yeah, it can only cost the price of pine. Some pine. The going, the market price of pine. <laughs> a couple hours and in, the, some in, nails. The, in the fridge. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. 
Um, I don't know. Yeah. What about I you? don't know. I mean, I. I do don't even, know. Do we even know? We even know if we want to be buried or cremated. Or we anything? haven't discussed that. I kind of. The more I think about it, I think I want to be cremated. Probably. So we don't take up space. I mean, that's. Also, I have this terror. I have this terror that one day we're going to find out that like tons of people that are unconscious and that don't have a heartbeat, that their brain is actually still functioning. Oh for my like gosh. A, another, so you want to make sure weeks. you burn that brain up. I don't know. Sometimes. Yeah. I want, yeah. <laughs> So it's kind of they're in that coma, they're coma, but they can't move. Uh, and so I don't know. I don't know why this, this, just, that, this is that, just that I mean, is a this, version of hell sitting in a coffin with your brain. Yeah. Oh, don't even say oh that. I have a pen. Have a pen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so cremate. I'm gonna write that down. Cremate. It may be cremated. Oh, question mark. I can't tell if this is a bit. Are you really writing down? <laughs> yeah, right. What about you, Mimi? Do you have any uh, thoughts? I'm not opposed to cremation. That's a nice way to, you know, keep it, sort of keep keep it, it, keep it tight, keep it small. <laughs> you know, if God is is all, you know, powerful, powerful you can reanimate a burnt. Just think about the people he's going to have to put together again. <laughs> and they're all, at this point, they're all over the world, yeah. you know, bits and pieces. All right, over. right. Donnie. So I'd be in good company, you know. Think about like Donnie's ashes, you know. Donnie's ashes. In, in the Lebowski. Right? The oh. Lebowski. <laughs> well, that's a fictional character for sure. <laughs> I don't know. I think about that a lot. My the mom. Cremation. Was, I always think about. My, that my dad was cremated. My mom wants. I think she wants to be cremated. Yeah. Alan's mom was no. Nope. Put in the ground. She was afraid of the fire. She's coming straight out of the ground as soon as Jesus comes. Man. But your dad was cremated. My dad's like, no, I don't want to bother anybody. <laughs> <laughs> it is interesting really... to not have it be the same. You would you would think a couple might like grow together. Same, yeah. Same, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it is interesting. Well, personal thing, I guess. I don't yeah. Know. I don't really want to be sitting on anybody's mantle, I don't think. You know. I don't think that's a big deal. I think I think I'm I'm into that. I'm into I'm into existing as ashes and like throw me somewhere. Throw me somewhere. Yeah. Or sit so on we agree mantle. on that. Yeah, we fine. agree on that. Well, where would you want to be thrown? Oh, wherever is convenient. <laughs> Not enough. <laughs> yeah. Ah. Along some dirt road or something like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> in the face of my friends. I think in the somewhere in the. <laughs> Face of your enemies. I hate that guy. <laughs> okay. yeah. um, I would say in a wooded area, a forest somewhere. That sounds nice. Sure. <laughs> you get to fully relive one memory. And the idea is not that the rest of your memories are wiped, not that when you drop down into this memory, you're stuck in it. But it's like a room that you can step into whenever you want. Yeah. But you have to choose one memory. So I know there's two of you. So you're welcome to, uh, you know, I, I have no preference of, of if it's two separate memories or if it's a collective memory. But uh, yeah, if you had to choose just one, what would that be? Well, now that I think about it, I guess it's, it's kind of cliche. I don't know, sort of. 
there are a couple of moments when the kids were born that I thought mm-hmm. just so always stick with me. It's like, wow, this is, this is it, isn't it? This is, this is what, this is time stopping, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, it literally might've been like, like when you were like dipping in and out. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, it was, tra- it was traumatic. But <laughs> for some reason it was, it was like the most real thing I've ever experienced. It was just like, like holding your hand and staring at you and you're just, you just, completely out of your mind exhausted and like dip it out and i'm hearing i'm hearing the beeps and the levels like you know because you're like so what did you, what did you find so comforting i don't know I, I don't know i don't know it was just huh it was real it was real it was For super sure. real and i felt it was it was just, it was just like everything like all the forces in the universe like happening at the same time hmm. earth and death and yeah pain and love and everything it was crazy so there were scary, like, like not just during the childbirth, but you, Mimi, had some like medical, like there were some hairy moments during. No, it was during child during childbirth. Okay, during childbirth, it was it was it was long, and she was she was absolutely exhausted, and 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 it was yeah. I mean, childbirth is crazy. <laughs> I mean, people, it, it's exhausting, and people, you know, women every day are like yeah. close close to death you know, come, come <laughs> extremely close to death, you know, in that, in that process. So I don't know. It, it isn't so, so much as death. It's just, yeah, it was just, I don't know. It was just so real. It was just mm-hmm. so like, well, this is it. This is like the apex of, wow. of all of, yeah, like said, all the forces of the universe. But Why the machines? Why did the machines stick out to you? Because they were telling you what was going on, you know, I'm looking at her and I'm hearing beeps and I can, the beeps are telling me like her heart rate and you can hear like, dude, you know you could hear it going down and you're literally mm-hmm. looking in this person's eyes as their as as their bodies <laughs> telling like ah, i think we're gonna die now actually <laughs> yeah so it's just it's just weird i mean there's you know there's there's some musical moments of course that we love you know mm-hmm. love, he said love only to, one whatever all right <laughs> All right. My wife died. Well, Mimi. You know, died. That's the will, one. Will, I'll stick with my That's wife. That's the one. I'll stick with that memory. I assume it wouldn't be the same for you. Oh, of course. No. Oh, no. no oh, this, is gonna, this is going to, it's quite telling the difference between us. So he's all about the chaos of <laughs> life and death. Oh, my gosh. And I'm like, I'm thinking of a time, and it might not even be real. It might not even be a real thing that happened, but I'm, I'm thinking at some time in my childhood, there must have been a moment when I felt like, oh, my parents, I'm so safe. They love me. So everything is just perfect. And that's what I would want. If I had could only relive one memory, I would be perfectly happy, perfectly safe. And the world would be as it was to be, it, how it's supposed to be. Oh, that's like your, so like your first memory. Mm, I think I was well, maybe first peaceful memory. Very, yeah. You know, my Is there, house, are there things associated with that? Like whether it's real or not, I'm okay with it Christmas, being fake. Maybe Christmas. Okay. Anticipating Christmas. I'm getting some wonderful gifts. Mom and dad are going to. They love me so much. They're getting me my favorite things. Dad's going to stuff our stockings and it's going to be so. Christmas. Christmas is just. So So not just the whole, not just Christmas morning, the whole Christmas season of anticipation. Possibly, possibly, but probably 
within that season, there's probably one moment where I'm just yeah. ecstatic because everything is just that oh, the stars are aligned. You know, <laughs> I mean, my home was pretty chaotic, so I, I doubt this is even a, a real moment <laughs> in my life to tell you the truth. <laughs> but somewhere in my little juvenile mind, there's there, a, there's a peace. There's peace a place of peace and contentment. Yeah. Okay. My ne- <laughs> my neck. Well, and I I also I don't know. I just I like I like Christmas cuz it feels um I don't know. You guys are a Christmas band in some ways. Yeah. You know? I mean, I think there are everybody's got not everybody, but <clears throat> a lot of us have pretty amazing memories of Christmas, you know. Yeah. Not. And so we can, we always kind of, I personally, I'll harken harken back to that. And and that's what drives me. And and then when you have little kids, you're like, oh, I want to make Christmas so special for them. You know? That's the thing about holidays when people talk about their favorite holidays. And the older I get, well, I think it's circling back around. But for a while in my 20s and early 30s, it was like everyone's favorite holiday was some off uh, every it, everyone decided it was Halloween or some, to me these hipster choices and I'm like yeah. you can't deny Christmas man it's a pretty yeah, yeah. good I mean if you celebrate but it's like yeah. uh, there's a reason this is the big one you know yeah and it pretty much has to do with the getting of gifts yeah <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah. Say getting something awesome yeah yeah. So go. yeah yeah <clears throat> obviously as an adult. Adult, it kind of. Expands. I could skip Christmas and be happy now. Sure, <clears throat> it's a lot of work. You know, you gotta. I let you know as the well, older the kids get. The it's how much work you put well, a lot. Sure, of work in, you put a lot of work. In well, Christmas. I guess I put a lot. It's a lot of, of pressure on Christmas myself person. to make Christmas special for. Yeah. For others, but honestly, just doing it resentfully. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> The question is, what's your coma? And I just mean in the sense that for me, I was in this month-long coma. Uh, I was almost unplugged. Uh, and and I come back, and it's not a clean right-away narrative, but there's definitely a before and after time in my life. So it can be grand like that, or it can be totally mundane. But what <laughs> is a moment like that for you where you can clearly point to that is, you know, the old me, and this is the the new me. Mm-hmm. Goodness sakes! So, coma, not a sense that. Not a <clears throat> coma, just just a moment where <clears throat> everything's changed. You're like, okay. oh, hmm. things were a certain way before this, and now. But are they good or bad? Not can be either. Can Up be to you. Good. Okay. Hmm. How bleak do you want to be? Right. <laughs> I don't know. I had a, I had a full on delusional mental breakdown around 2004 Mm -hmm. or five or six, somewhere around there, you know, totally, totally lost such a reality and was delusional and had to go to the hospital and kind of come out of it. (laughs) So that was, that was weird. A little bit like a coma. Like a mania type thing. Yeah. Just, well, I'm, you know, I'm kind of 
battling mm-hmm. depression, a little bit of, I don't know, kind of touch a lot of different things. Sometimes it's, sometimes it seems like I'm bipolar. Sometimes it's, uh-huh. what's that, what's that one? Uh, borderline personality mm-hmm. disorder. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, depression, a little bit of childhood trauma that kind of seem, seems to put a little kink in everything that I put my energy into. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I think just being unhealthy, I don't know. We were busy. wasn't getting enough sleep. Wasn't keeping track of myself, doing a lot of drugs. And then, and it just, it just, yeah. Yeah. If you're, yeah, just, I think the fit physically I was weak enough that it just, my brain just couldn't, couldn't keep up and, and it just, just kind of fell, <laughs> fell bad. But, uh, um, did you notice yourself or did someone have to point out to you like, Hey, uh, things are well, right right now. It was pretty common knowledge that I was always a little bit off and that I would have a few days every once in a while where I was depressed or, or, or you know, kind of on it, not, not as, <laughs> not as able to function, uh, interact as well um so yeah yeah i mean we were, we were actually on tour when it kind of got escalated really escalated bad and yeah definitely everybody was just kind of like you know in hindsight you know i knew i could look back and realize that everybody was really worried and uncomfortable was there a specific show or a specific moment or well, something like no there were just a few shows but like like it, yeah it was just it was just crazy <laughs> doing weird you know just doing stuff I was kind of had a weird, you know, lots of weird ideas. I was start, you know, the, there's a little bit of sometimes that it'll, uh, you know, you'll get your brain shutting down, but certain parts of your brain are like really ramped up, you know, so you're really hyperactive on certain thoughts and stuff. I remember I was, I was writing notes and notebooks, I was writing down. And to me, to me, I had all these crazy ideas and was inventing things and and stuff. And then when we got back from that tour. Yeah, within a couple of days, I had just I just had really gotten delusional, and and a friend of mine brought me to the hospital because I was I was yeah I had I had uh, I'd gotten to a point where I'd closed my eyes and I had stopped talking, and I it was it was part of it was part of my this delusional vision that I was there was that I had about what was going on in the world and what was about to happen in the world and all this stuff and. And, uh, so that, that act was sort of part of that. And I think after a couple of days, <laughs> my friend just goes like, we're bringing you to the hospital, man. This is, this is not, not right. And how long was yeah. that treatment for? I was just five or six days. I was just in there. And I mean, I, you know, I was hating it. Of course. They don't, you know, sure. they don't, they, they don't, they don't treat, treat you. you. I you was, know, it was they don't come out. You don't come out like six. It was basically the the intensive psych unit, you know, where yeah, tamp you down. Yeah, it's like five five meth addicts and a and and a delusional delusional. You don't hurt yourself, basically, or somebody else. So they keep you in there, and of course, you know, of course, I was I wanted to get out of there as soon as as soon as I legally could. So, but yeah, it it was I don't know. Typically, it was long. It's you know, it's been a long time long process of recovering from that and, you know, trying to be vigilant, vigilant to keep myself from kind of dipping into that same thing. How would you describe the sort of like before after of that? 
obviously you're someone different during the, yeah. the episode, but. Well, it's interesting. You, you were talking about your coma and how, how, when you, you know, this, this, you know, you were there and you think like, okay, well, where's the spiritual experience or where's the, where's this, you know, to come out of something that crazy and not have something really you can hold on to. Like, yeah, I was visited by the spirit and told me like, blah, 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 blah. Right, right. Missing, you're going to be fine. Go back. And I saw a light and it was so welcoming and open, but then it told me I had to go back. You know, none of, you know, like I said, you were, you're like, where, where was that? Where was God in this obviously extreme experience that I went through? Probably the most extreme experience of my life, you know? And for me going into, you know, the, the channel through which that insanity and that delusion was the religious channel in my brain. You know, mm. when, you, when you go crazy, it goes to where's your core? Who do you really think you are? Where are you coming from? Where are you going? What do you, what do you really, it goes into that part. And if that's, if that's all tied up with your religious and your sort of perception of reality and God, it starts messing with that, you know? You you know you're all like thinking oh this is going on and oh God's gonna do this and this and this and this and this. man you come out of being crazy like oh no actually none of that was real <laughs> now you know I know you just you just had the most spiritual experience of your whole life <laughs> undeniably spiritual experience like but it was it was all it was a, it was delusional <laughs> it was delusional. There's not right. a single thing. There's not a single thing I can that I was thinking back then that I could think now. Like, yeah, that's probably still true, though. No, there, there was. There's nothing from that. I mean, it was all. It was. And to, to come out of that, I remember it was. It was weird. It's a real hit to your face, of course, because you're like, well, okay, well, what do I think? What do I know now? I, mean, I can't. I can't stand up here and tell kids that this and this and this and this and this. If I, if I don't know that, you know. Yeah. So you start from a foundation and yeah, there's things that come in and you go like, Oh, you know what? Love is real. Hey, that person being kind to that. Wow. That's, that's real. I'll start with, let's start with that. Let's start with that. You know, and you, and you kind of build a little, you start rebuilding from there, but you know, it's very weird. Yeah. A lot of the, you know, a lot of the sort of the vision and what you're, what you perceived was going on, especially religious and spiritual things really, whew, it really got, really got kind of took a hit, you know, really it's like, wait, where, where was that stuff? You know? Yeah. And uh, so, so that's been interesting kind of rebuilding that. And, and, and I think in some ways it's, it's better. Uh, it's harder. Yeah. I, I miss, I miss the comfort of, of, of faith, <laughs> to be honest, I, I miss, I miss the comfort of thinking that I knew, you know? Well, it's a very black and white thing to have that sort of. Yeah. To say, like, oh, here's this. And it's going to be like this and this. And yeah. This. But, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird. Yeah. But, it, but also like, <laughs> I noticed like all my fears are gone. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I used to be, you know, used to have a little, you know, used to be like, Oh yeah. Oh, maybe there's ghosts or, you know, or just like, I remember, I remember at one point real, I remember shortly after I was in the hospital, I remember somehow, I don't know, I was up late and walking out. I remember just kind of walking into the woods in in complete darkness. Hmm. And I just remember just walking and going like, there's not a single, I have no, I have not a single fear. And it, was, and it was, it was just weird. It's like all, like it, it erased like all, all, all delusion and pre 
pre whatever. I don't know. It's really, mm. it was really, it's really weird. Like little, little, little childhood things that I didn't realize still stuck with me. Little fears and little things like, oh yeah, well, well I don't know about that. You know, mm-hmm. it, it really erased a lot of that. It's really, yeah. I remember just, I remember just, just walking straight into darkness and just being like, I have no fear. Cause it felt like the depths that you'd been in. Like it, did it feel like everything that could have happened had happened already? Maybe like that. Like I'd, I'd already been to a way worse precipice. Right. Right. Compare. Also, I think it just, it just, it just kind of, kind of, it kind of took out all delusion and, and, belief <laughs> you know what i mean mm, mm, you know okay. even not only a religious level just a primal level like yeah, it's, what, it's really weird a, yeah there's nothing to be afraid of yes yeah, like, what what could yeah. there's no ghosts no <laughs> magic yeah no ghosts there's no magic there's no monsters no hmm. i don't know i mean i hope there's god but it's it's in the same category to be honest yeah you know, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I know, I know that living my life based on a belief that there's a God and a belief that there was a savior who set an example of love. I think that's made, helped make me a better person. Than I would be otherwise It's probably made me more happy and has probably brought less suffering to my life and to people around me. But man, I don't know. I ain't gonna get up there and say I know God lives because I don't know. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm hopeful, and I will do my best to live my life as if there is because so far I think doing so is the better option. But you know, I can't tell someone else to do that, and I can't tell someone that I know. Mimi, do you have one? <laughs> Well, I guess I would say, I kind of referred to this a little bit, is having my having a first child, you know, because life is, we waited a long time. We waited, we were married 10 years before we had our first child and, and we'd kind of talked about it. And in the early part of our marriage, we decided, well, let's not, let's not have kids. Let's just, you know. Yeah. And maybe we, we kind of were thinking we maybe could. It was even kind of in, like maybe, maybe we, we can't. Those seem to be. And yeah. then when we decided, well, let's just try. You know, we were a little older, and if it happened, it happened. If it didn't, it didn't. Well, you know, it happened. And 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 how when you're when you live your life a certain way for thirty some years, and then the next thing you know, wow, here I have this child. I mean, that is a change. That is a change and it mm-hmm. opened my eyes to, you know, my own selfishness that, <laughs> you know, that I, you know, that I am a selfish person and that. Well, it's natural. Yeah, but that, I'm just saying, you know, it was, it was, and then to have this new life that is completely dependent upon you. I remember leaving the hospital, you know, them handing her to me and just thinking, what? Really? <laughs> you're going to, you're going to put her in my care? You know, and and that was definitely a change. Just over, you know, in a matter of minutes, boom, you're not a parent, and and then boom, you are, and your life is completely different. Mm-hmm. And this person is now the center of everything, mm-hmm. and you live your life like that now. Complete, 
180. Are there aspects of that that you feel like people don't talk about when the, in the general narrative of, uh, oh, I experienced a love I had never experienced before? You know, are there parts of that that you're like, no one ever really mentions this part of it? Well, no, I don't think anybody can really explain it to the degree that it is. You hear like, oh, your life is going to change. You know, you're going to be changing diapers. You're not going to get any sleep. You know, you, you know, kind of in jest yeah, or those what are, kind of. Yeah, those are technical things. Yeah. You know, I mean, perspective is really what. Yeah. Perspective is you can't explain that. You can't explain. You can't explain how much you love that little person. It's crazy. It doesn't make sense. You know, and and how you actually you you're just motivated to do it. I mean, there is an instinctual part to it that they can't you can't really explain. You know how oh I hear a little, you know, this you can sense things and you can just and yeah, you just change. You just do it. Yeah. And it's I feel like it's just it's so easy. It just it, it kind of is just it makes sense. So like, well, well, of course this thing is not, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean of course, yeah. physically, I mean, it's, it literally was part of your body at one point and now, yeah. and now it's this own thing. It's, it's more than just another person. It's different from just another person. It's different from just you. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, it's really, yeah, it really does change your, and it isn't like, Oh, no, 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 I don't care about this anymore. And this and this and this, and I don't care about the things that I did when I was young. I'm doing, it's just, I don't know. The things that you do do just have much so much more meaning now, you know, actually. Is there a, to that love, is there a quality of, I'm trying to find the right word for it. It's not desperation. It's not incompleteness. But, sure. but I guess there's like, when I hear people talk about it, there's like a fear wrapped up in that love. Is there an element of that love for you that is like, that feels never satisfied in a way? I wouldn't say that, but I would say you're never only yourself again, and you're never free of, I don't know if fear is the right word, but there you have, you're responsible for this person, obviously for their, you know, their life for a little while, but even as they get older and they go off, you know, we have a, we have one and she's in college and you're never free of worry or concern for this person. So footloose and fancy free before, Mm -hmm. but now basically like tied down to this. Well, it's responsibility. I mean, it sounds you know, we're using responsibility tied but down is, and but those are, forever but, worried. You know, I mean, they sound heavy, but they're really amazing. <laughs> no, but like they're heavy. Too. They're heavy. It is heavy. I mean, it's it is compared to being when you ran. It's like, yeah, I think they're like, wow, well, well, I could do this and this, and there won't be any, any consequences to people's lives. Yeah, and this and this. Well, and, yeah, it's like I would I change it? No. Do I? You know, I'm beyond joyful to have these kids in my life. But I don't love the fear and the oh, worry. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. It, it turns so, yeah, it yeah. turns your personal sort of temporary lifelong concerns into an eternal. Yeah, whereas you only had to worry about your own your own worries and troubles. And yeah. now that you've got to worry about theirs. And someone else. And, and they come to you with them. They come to the, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, if, if it works out the way it's supposed to, they come to you with their, and they want you to help them. You to and help you feel, and you, and you want to and help your heart you. breaks for them when they suffer. You know, that's part of it too. Your heart breaks too, you know? When they suffer, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's the, mm-hmm. And that's why, maybe that's why love is, that's why families are eternal, you know? Mm-hmm. It's the balance of. It's the way it's supposed to be. Fear and you suffer together. If, there, if we didn't feel that way, there wouldn't be families. There wouldn't be. You know, and we're, and no, that wouldn't be kindness. Yeah, there wouldn't period. be kindness and wouldn't be, yeah. I mean, I have, a, I believe that, you know, we're kind of put here to help each other and guide each other. And ideally, it, when, it, when it's ideal, it works that way. And when it's not, it, people suffer and struggle. But anyway, that's it. That's <laughs> just that. That's all. That's the, uh, that's the only thing. <laughs> that's the show thank you to Lo for coming on the show to Alan and Mimi thank you to you for listening get that playlist of my favorite Lo songs and the link to my Patreon patreon.com slash Dave Marr get those in the show notes you can also find uh, Lo's Twitter and my Twitter and Instagram and newsletter links in the show notes tell people you know and love and who would love the show about it And until next week, remember, you are a mist. Have faith. You are human. Only human. And human beings, they do miracles.